0: it's a hockey you know it's only it's only game why you have to be mad
1: you know why because bad things happen in philadelphia bad things
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's up you beauties welcome to hw 3.34 i'm jim and i'm joined by the host of hw full circle my esteemed co-host, Mr. Jack Smith, and the co-host of the Sheriff with Shaw McMorrow, Kyle Warner. If you're not listening live, please make sure to subscribe and follow and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Spreaker. Before we get into our show, let me give you a quick shout out to our affiliate sites: full prep full and bellyupsports.com. BellyUp Sports recently updated their site. Go check it out during our episode. They have everything you need when it comes to sports. They do what others don't. And while you're listening, feel free to check out our episode, HW Hoc- I'm sorry, our website, hwhockey.net. Now, guys, let's talk some Flyers hockey. There's some positives to talk about, maybe some <laughs> negatives too. I want to start this out on a positive note though. And I want to kind of get you guys juiced up a little bit. Wade Allison. Obviously, made his debut. I think it was three games ago. Now, looks like he belongs right away. How excited are you about you know Wade Allison thus far? Scored his first goal as an NHLer on Sunday. A, a pretty first goal, uh, if you will. What do you What do you think? Are you guys getting? Is he giving you a reason to watch this Flyers team? You know, down the stretch here.
1: He. That's exactly it. He gives me a reason to tune in. Him and Sam were in give me a reason to tune into the flyers. That kid has an unlimited amount of work ethic. It seems he never stops moving. He never gives up on a play. If we could figure out how to just clone him and just have a team of Wade Allison's next year, I'd be perfectly okay with that. Cause it would make us contenders.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, he looks good. He fits right in. He's a, he's a, you know a big bodied kid 23 years old uh, played a couple years in college he had time to mature wow. jack what are your thoughts on on wade so far
2: yeah every i can't disagree with anything he looks great seeing that compete effort is something we haven't seen here in quite a while um it's funny like some of the compete effort that i saw with allison if i had to pick some players this season scott lawton would be one of those players and everybody's like hating on his contract which i thought was funny um that being said the game against pittsburgh he almost scored that was his first career nhl game and then in his second or third i can't remember which one exactly i was third because they did they got shut out last night um yeah he he scores and he slam dunked that which is awesome he's got the compete level like you were saying and i hope he can keep it up i don't see why he couldn't it it was a long road for him to get to the nhl and that's not because of his talent that's because of injury he's been i think he was drafted the same draft as carter hart i want to say he was the other I could be wrong. He was a second round pick. I believe he shared a draft status with Pascal LaBerge. I think I'm not hundred percent sure he might've been a third rounder. Yeah, that not... was a
0: pretty good draft for there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. And he's been talked about as being, you know, and we almost lost him. There was a while where we thought him and Tanner lazinski were going to hit, you know, there was a lot of prospects here and we came out and they re-signed both of them. And now we're seeing both of them. And, he he just I saw him so much watching the game like from start to finish I kept seeing him on the ice in almost all situations like the coach Benioz really playing him either that or the cameraman really was paid a lot to zone in on him which you know there's a lot of players that come up here and you know from time to time they don't zone in on that much he was all over the ice uh, he's drawing penalties he did take a few but he's just doing it all right now and uh, it's it's exciting to see I really hope that he continues that play and just demands a spot on the roster and then if Fletcher goes to the uh, off season with in mind, I have guys I need to bring up. I need to shed some dead weight. He really takes that seriously and really starts moving people. So it's a double whammy. It's great to see a guy play and compete at this level and give us something to watch and a guy who gives a shit about playing and also maybe turn some gears in uh, upper management's head. Like, yeah, we got guys we need to get in here and other guys we need to get out of here.
0: Yeah, so even, even Allison said that he was surprised with the amount of playing time that he's received from Beno. And you know, good on good on uh, Elaine for, for putting him out there. He's putting him out there on power plays. That's how he scored his, his goal. Uh
1: oh.
2: Stone cold frozen.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. Glass breaks.
2: Well, Jimmy, and so you come back. I am going to eat up the dead air. So, how do I do that? Very good question, Kyle.
1: Oh, so you throw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'm ready.
2: Uh, what are the odds the Flyers ch- work out a deal and get Vorachek to Seattle? Give me a number percentage one to 100.
1: I'm going to go. There's a good 75% chance he ends up I in like Seattle. That.
2: I like those odds. We'll bring it up now. We talked about it on uh, last Monday with Anthony Filippo. He mentioned eight or possibly nine guys could be moved off of this roster. And, you know, Wade Allison is going to probably get a spot now. So if that doesn't count, or maybe it does, give me two, give me three or four reasonable big names who could actually be moved off of this team, whether it's any scenario, trade, buyout, Seattle, anything. Just four big names.
1: Uh, wow, so including Voracek?
2: Voracek would count, and it doesn't have to be that all four of these guys are gone. I'm just saying that potentially they all could be moved.
1: Voracek, I think, is definitely gone no matter what. I think they're going to find a suitor for him. Um, Another big name that I could see going Uh, Two guys still young. I can see Konechny and possibly a guy like Phil Myers, who's becoming quite expendable at this point. I don't see if he can't take a gigantic step forward, which he took a gigantic step back, it appears this year, that he's just going... I feel like he's just going to go backwards from here. I don't know how that ship gets righted, and I think that this is one of those deals where... Um, you didn't pay anything for them, and you could get a lot back for them and fill a need almost immediately. So Phil Myers is definitely on that list. Travis me. another one of those guys that I think you could get a lot back for in the trade market, especially if you're packaging the two of them. Like, oof, you're getting a haul back, not Taylor Hall. I meant literally <laughs> a haul. <laughs>
0: And me, Jimmy, what happened? <laughs> where'd
1: you go? Was uh, Technical
0: difficulties
1: uh-oh. was the doggo playing on the internet in the other room? Just took maybe. too much I internet away.
0: I don't know what the hell happened, but yeah, what did I miss? Catch, give me uh, the, the run on rundown. Well, uh, me and Kyle discussed Wade Allison, and when it was your turn, mm. you froze. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe we'll give these guys a little bit of juice. Yeah, uh, I saw something funny. And it was a, a picture of Wade Allison, and it said, uh, "You know, what does this guy do for a living? Have you seen Wade? You know, he, another ginger, long haired ginger. He's got a nice, you know, quarter sleeve tattoo. Just looks like a he reminds. He looks like he listens to Kid Rock, doesn't he?
1: <laughs> Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid oh my Rock, God. and he drinks Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't think he's old enough. Is he he's American really or Canadian? Kid Rock is anybody know what he is? Is he Canadian or American? Not that it matters anymore. I'll look it up. But yeah, a good old, uh, good name old name like
1: boy. Wade Allison, you would imagine he's some Midwestern boy, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So it looks like the real deal. We, ha- we heard a lot of hype uh, about Wade for a couple of years now, and we've kind of been, I don't want to say snakebitten when it comes to hyping up prospects. I mean, I'm thinking of Morgan Frost, Nolan, Al- uh, Nolan Patrick, and Wade Allison, I think, has had the best start out of the, the three. Um, you know, Morgan Frost had a nice goal. But uh it was pretty spotty as far as play. You notice Wade Allison, like you guys said already. So let's move on a little bit here. Talk about the Flyers last couple of games. They're three, four, and three in their last ten. <laughs> All but eliminated from the playoffs, right? I think they're nine they're points back of Boston. Um they had a, a shootout win versus Pittsburgh, I think, during the week last week. Five three loss to the Capitals on Sunday, and a one-nothing loss in overtime to the New York Islanders uh, yesterday. Now they haven't looked terrible in this stretch. You know, they're one, one, and one. You played three tough teams, three of the top teams in the division, and they managed to get three out of six points. Not terrible, but at this point, what, what's even the point of getting points, right? So, you just well, I guess we're just watching the kids play well. You know, we're watching Alex Lyon play goalie. And I think that's going to be a trend for the rest of the season. <laughs> it
1: sounds so bad.
0: <laughs> you know? From from the expectations that we had at the beginning of the year, we're watching friggin' Alex Lyon play. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I like watching guys like, like Wade Allison come up and succeed. But it's not really where I thought we were going to be at this point in the year. You know, coming into this year. There was We've talked about our expectations. We're contending for the division, you know, advancing past the second round. Anything less than the second round was going to be a failure. Step back. And here we are, you know, same,
1: yeah.
0: same so things. Pre-
1: we predicted it. We're, we're just playing opposites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. What are you kind of, what are you, what are you guys thinking about this team right now about where we are? Uh, you know, trade deadline moves. We can talk about our episode last week. With uh, with Anthony Sanfilippo, there were some juicy little tidbits in there.
1: Let's let's talk, guys. I feel like this is just being a typical Flyers fan for Philadelphia Flyers fans. I mean, you had a a pretty good year last year. Um, high expectations for another season, and they fall on their face.
2: It's definitely been the. Flyers fans mantra for the 20 teens with this team. Uh, wait, Allison is from Carmen, Manitoba, which is Canada. Thank you, Ty. He is Canadian, so there you go. Uh, it's Midwestern Canada, so there you go. Uh, I don't know. I may have just thrown that out there. But, yeah, so as far as the Flyers, <laughs> this, is, this is the core, which is what we come to expect at the core of this team, which is why the core needs to change, which is why Borchek needs to go. I can give a shit what happens to Goss Bear at this point. Drew can stay. Couturier, I think, should stay, although there's a lot of talk on Twitter about his next contract. Uh, me and Kyle, when you, Jimmy, you had your technical difficulties, I'd asked him, are there, name four players who essentially could be moved um, this off season through Fletcher for whatever means, big, big names. And we obviously have Voracek, uh, Konechny, Phil Myers, and when he was going to come to me, I was going to throw out there potentially Noam Patrick, although salary cap implications say that might not be a thing, but according to Anthony Filippo, they really tried to move him. Uh, and then, I, honestly, I don't, I'd don't i be absolutely shocked if Myers and Sanheim is on this team next year. It's going to be one or the other in my eye. So I do think that there needs to be a lot of moving and shaking. If you, like I alluded to earlier, if Allison's going to be on the team and whoever the hell else, they need to move some guys out of here, some guys that they need to identify are not for the future of this team. Don't have that drive and that compete. And yeah, we'll see what they do. He's standing behind his coaches. So we
0: will see. So it's interesting before we get to our buddy Ant to the side over here, because he proposes a a trade for Seth Jones. Let's talk about Sean Couturier situation first. And to me, there's two sides to this coin and only two sides. It's if you're really serious you know about this being, you know, a weird year, a COVID year, and you think this team, you know, uh, is a couple pieces away, and you're going to go for the Stanley Cup in the next year or two. You need Sean Couturier. You're not a serious contender for a Stanley Cup without Sean Couturier. If your plan is not to win a Stanley Cup in the next year, two, or three, you should think about moving Sean Couturier, or else you're going to do the same thing you did to him that you did to Claude Giroux, right? And if if you guys want to get into Claude Giroux in a little bit later, we absolutely can. What Ron Hextall did here was perfectly fine. What he did to Claude Giroux was not. He signed him to, or, or Claude Giroux signed that deal, you know, one would assume to hopefully win a Stanley Cup in Philadelphia one day. And what happened during his entire career You know, we didn't hear the word rebuild while Hextall was here, but it was a rebuild all through Claude Giroux's career. It was wasted, basically. If they're going to do that with Sean Couturier, they're better off trading him, right? What do you guys think?
1: I Uh, think your point is beyond valid, but um, the only thing I would change there is if you're going to compete for a Stanley Cup in the next two to three years with or without Sean Couturier, you need to replace him with another selkie caliper player.
0: Right. And then, you know, how often does that happen? Right. So let me, let me just toss this out before you guys um, say any more here. If you trade Sean Couturier, you're not going to get equal value back. You're going to lose that trade, right? Because let's say Coots is a point per game player, which is very good if you're in the NHL, but he is an elite defensive center. Obviously winning the selkie trophy proves that. You're not getting that back. You're not getting a point per game player back that can play defense the way Sean Katuria did. You're going to get pieces back. You're not going to get a, you know, it's not going to be a hockey trade, right? No one's going to give up premier offensive talent to acquire Sean Katuria. It's just not going to happen. You're going to get draft picks, you're going to get prospects, and maybe an NHL player somewhere on the roster. You're going to lose the trade, in my opinion, you know? So I, I think you should sign them having, you know, knowing this, but I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Jeff, I mean, you look can- let's look at the
2: alternative. I mean, if you trade him, uh you're like you said, you're not getting like some kind of stud defenseman. It's just not happening. I can't think of a team that has that kind of defenseman that they'd be willing to trade. Kind of like you go back to like when Seth Jones was traded for Ryan Johansson, like something like that. Those are mm-hmm. extri- incredibly rare. I don't see another team set up to me. Ma- and I think both players were young. It wasn't a 30-year-old Sean Couture who's not signed. Like, I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, if you trade him, you're getting picks and let's be real here. Picks are great, but they're not guaranteed by any means. They're lottery tickets. Um, do I, would I rather have a plethora of lottery tickets in the upcoming years or a player I know is good around a team that at least cap wise is built to compete now. Look at the contracts of Voracek and Kevin Hayes. You know, uh, even some of our younger defensemen are starting to get paid now as well, too. It makes more sense to sign Couturier, who, by the way, is a Selkie-winning defenseman. Those skills translate longer in your career. You could play to 36, 37 and still be an effective player. Look at Patrice Bergeron. He's, like, exactly like the guy. You want to tell me Bergeron's better? Fine. Uh, Okay. But he's still pretty damn good and pretty close. He just won a Selkie last year. It's not like he did it four years ago. He just won it last year. He's a very good player. He's, he's not going to – I really honestly believe at this point he's not making over $10 million. I think ten is the absolute limit for him. Uh, I don't even know if it's an eight-year deal. I think it's going to be – they're going to have to play a little bit of hardball here, not just you know be pushovers, but I don't see any reason why they would trade him simply for what they would get back and what it would mean for their team
0: moving forward outside of a full-blown rebuild, which we know they're not going to do. I'm curious to see how contracts are doled out, given that we have the flat cap for the next two years. I wonder if that affects, you know, contracts for guys like Sean Couturier. I mean, um, it could. I mean, if, if if Fletcher is smart and he and this
2: goes with the Lawton signing as well, because Lawton's a guy you want on your team. You can cry about the about the contract all you want, but he got. I don't understand
1: um, how anybody's crying about that contract.
2: It's, it's what I see. It's the five years. It's a long length, which I, yeah, but don't it's a tradable it's contract. Exactly. And that's what I brought up on full circle. Like it's, he's 27, 28. It's not like he's 30 and he signed a five-year deal. Like he'll be 32 by the time that deal's over. And like three years into that, it's a tradable deal. It's a hundred percent easily tradable deals player. The team's covet, you know, who the compete level of his offensive skill at times can play all through up and down your lineup. It's a tradable contract. Mm-hmm. The reason people I think are complaining is because of the other contracts we have on this team that's where Fletcher needs to come in and start cutting some dead weight. And this is the off season to do it between the expansion draft, the draft itself and the offseason in general deals need to be made. Not to mention the flat cap's not going to be around forever. Eventually he's going to come back. And we're going to have more money to play with uh, the guys that we thought we were going to have to factor into our long-term pa- plans like Patrick and whatnot. And even some guys that are in our long-term plans, they're not going to get the money we thought they were going to get because the team's so shit. So that's not as much as an issue. So I think they need to, Fletcher is okay. Signing Couturier, signing Lawton. He needs to get rid of the guys who don't need to be here, and there's plenty of them. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. You could go through up and throughout the line. The only guy that I truly believe they're stuck with is Kevin Hayes. You know, and hopefully that turns around. I I don't know. He he got one really good year and one bad year. You know, so it's (laughs) tough. I mean, I think he's he might be a guy if the team's winning. Maybe he you see more of what we saw last year. I, I don't know yet. I've got one and one of what, what we've seen. So it's really tough. I hope I hope he does, but we are stuck with him regardless. You know, anybody else? Is, you, I mean, you got to act now on Voracek, but you could get out of these contracts, um, and you'll have to see going forward. So I I don't get trading Couturier by any stretch of the imagination. If, um, go ahead.
1: If you have to eat any of Voracek's cap to get him out, would you?
2: Not past the next year or the year after that. That's
1: my limit. Well, if you, I don't think that's allowed, right? You can't just be like, we're we're only
2: retaining however you can in the, in the language of the deal. It's how you set it up. There's no like rules.
1: Like, like you're going to, you know, I mean, if I got to all I'm saying is if I have to retain 1.5 of his contract to get rid of it for five
2: years, Better than
1: 8.25 for five.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that's where it's like, why not just buy him out? (laughs) You know, it's like you have to look at you don't have a buyout, do you? No, you you can can buy whoever they want, and it would be dead cap. Like it's that's like what we did with uh McDonald. Like it got split up over two years because he only had a year left. He was five million dollars, it was like one point what four the first yeah, but wouldn't that
1: wouldn't that equate to more than one point five if you buy out eight two five for
2: It would be. It wouldn't. It, I think. I think somebody did it, and it was. I can't remember the exact number, but it was in the two range, like two point. I mean, so 2. if
1: you got to eat one five, if and that not team buy them is out,
2: willing to do that. If I mean, maybe they want more. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping we don't have to. I'd rather give up draft capital because they need as much cap as they can get. It's a flat cap error, and to be paying an extra, you know, fourth line winger salary for that long is tough. I mean, is it worth getting rid of them? Maybe Uh, get them off the team. Yes. But like with that cap, mm, you know, I I don't know how much I trust them to make the right decisions across the board and get rid of everybody that needs to be getting gotten rid of. That's part of the problem. Uh, I would hope that he can just go to Seattle and give them a pick or a prospect that we're not too interested in. And that's that. That's the best scenario for me.
0: I'm going to go back to Scott Law in a little bit here. I'm going to assume that anyone bitching about a $3 million a year contract, no matter the length of the contract for over a player who does, you know, what Scott Lawton does for this team, you know, what he brings to the locker room, the kind of energy that he provides, he can put the puck in the net. He can play up on the second line, play all the way down on the fourth line, play wing, play center. You're going to, you're going to cry about $3 million a year for five years. If anything, the Flyers need more Scott Lawtons. So, you know, we touched on it a little bit last week with Ant San when he said, you know, there are some people who watch the game and they want to see the guys who, who score the goals and make the spin moves and do the fun things once in a while. And I think these people don't appreciate players like Scott Lawton, right? They don't appreciate a guy who has no problem playing with Kevin Hayes on the second line one week and then going down and playing on the fourth line with whoever the hell's with Michael Roffle and Nicholas Albe Kubel the next week. You know, there's egos involved here. There's um, you know, there's intangibles involved. You know, the, these guys don't necessarily grow on trees. Not every player in the league can be a good fourth line player and be an effective second line player. So It's it almost it's not necessarily an insult, but it's not not everything's fun when it comes to hockey and sports. Not everybody's gonna score twenty goals. Some guys got to do the tough stuff. Scott Lawton for me is one of those guys, you know. So that contract I thought it was perfect for Scott Lawton. I thought it was definitely a hometown discount. Now I'm sure the years probably helped a little bit with that. Five years, three million. $15 million contract for Scott Lawton. That's great. Good for him. But what were your guys' overall thoughts and opinions? I mean, you've had a week now to kind of let that soak in. What are, like, Kyle, what are your thoughts on a five year deal for Scott Lawton?
1: Again, my initial thought was five years seems a bit long, but with no, no movement clause, no, no trade clauses, it's a movable contract in a couple of years if you need to move him for whatever reason. um, He's a guy who plays up and down your lineup. He's a guy who plays with grit. He's a guy who plays with heart, which is what the team lacks. So I'm not, overall, I'm not mad at it. Three mil seems about fair. I mean, yeah. what was he making last year? 2.3, 2.4? Yeah. It's a nice little bump in pay. He deserves it. He earned it. I mean, if you guys recall, after last season, we were worried he was playing himself out of Philly. He yeah. was playing so well and we were all going, "Oh crap, he's going to get 5, 5, maybe 5.5 mil and we we can't afford that." And you lock him up at 3 for 5? That's a more doable contract. You can slide pieces around with that with that deal.
0: Yeah, they need more contracts like that, more team-friendly deals. I think Scott Lawton did him a favor. He could have easily got at least four point five, or like you said, five, five, five point five. So I thought it was a pretty bargain deal. I mean, he's twenty six years old. They're going to have him throughout the rest of his twenties, his prime years. He'll be thirty one when that deal expires, and you know, thirty one is still you know seemingly young for a hockey player. I,
1: I also wanted to bring up, like you said, there's a bunch of guys who watch and they just want to see the spinoramas and the the Connor McDavid type plays. Yeah. These are the same people who said the Flyers don't need any goons and don't need any grit and don't need any physical play and they've been getting pushed around the entire year. Don't don't I'm get it. I'm just don't. saying, dude. I'm just saying. And then finally Sam Moran comes into the lineup, and you know what? Everybody in Philly was cheering. Yeah. We I've
0: mentioned it on past shows. I tried to play ball. I tried to let these guys you know, make their points and okay. You know, let's see if there's any validity to what they're saying. Let's see if hockey is just a game of analytics. Let's see if you can throw out a bunch of 160 pounds soaking wet, you know, uh, guys that have more feminine qualities than, than male qualities, you know, let's see. Careful. Well, you know, all I'm saying is they got a bunch of pretty boys on this team who are 160 pounds soaking wet. You know, and, and all these guys, all four lines are scoring lines. They're all going to go in and score goals. That's not going to happen. And you're seeing it. We call, We said in the beginning of the year, the, the way that this season was set up was going to be a major issue for this Flyers roster. Why? Because the Capitals are bigger. The Bruins are bigger. The Islanders are bigger, right? We thought maybe the Penguins, I thought they were going to fall off a little bit this year surprisingly or unsurprisingly, however you want to look at it, the Penguins are playing very well and the usual suspects are driving that bus. The Flyers are just getting manhandled all year. Now you can bring up COVID and this and that. COVID or not, this team was going to get the brakes beat off them all season long and it's happening, right? The Sabres are bigger than the Flyers beating the brakes off them. It doesn't matter how much skill you have. If you're getting bodied, if you're getting pushed off the puck, if you don't have the puck, you can't score, they're just getting destroyed. So all this analytics stuff, dude. I try they to
1: t- they don't they got- hit anybody when they don't have the puck. And it's like right. well, at least hit the guy. Like Either instead, we get the flyby poke check and then the big circle back. Like, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just pathetic, dude. It's it's so <laughs> tough to watch. It's the opposite of what we're used to watching. You know, we're used to being, if we're not going to win, at least we're, you know, the team's going to play hard. They're going to, you know, play physical. It's just the most boring shit that I've ever seen. We've all said it. We'd rather watch the uh, 2006, 2007 team over this. And they
1: were. Dog crap. They were the worst team man. in the league by a long shot. But guess what? That TV was on every single game because Riley Cote, Ben Eager, Tristan Grant, these yep. guys all played, man. So That's- I had something to watch. Todd Fedorik was on that team. I had something bridge. to watch.
0: That team would kick the shit out of this team and win the game, you know?
1: Yep. Well, they wouldn't win.
0: No, not that <laughs> <Well, number seven laughs> <was>. no, no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, where were we going with that? You got me on uh, that tangent. I analytic you on. rant. I, I, dude, because I tried to be like, okay, you know, let's give these nerds a, a chance here. Let's see. We gave if, them
1: a chance. They got a whole year. They got a whole year.
2: What, what whole I year. is like everything is a piece of the puzzle of the recipe like but those guys like they're married to analytics and only at ad- analytics and it's like but his
1: coursey jack his course he's so good they sh- his goals per 60 minutes his goals <laughs> for 60 minutes or he has 1.2 goals <laughs> per 60 minutes then how come he has three goals
2: yeah <laughs> it, it, there's a new flavor of the of the analytical week based on which team wins the cup like the Kings yeah. were big with Corsi, so Corsi was the talk of the town. And then, like other teams, started winning in other ways because this league is constantly changing. It's like, oh, what's the next stat? Now I'm seeing stuff that I can't even pronounce. Like it's like it's a you know it looks like a a computer code. Like it's like a, a percentage sign, a couple of dollar signs, and an at sign. I'm like, okay, I guess that's some kind of. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I, I don't feel like reading this. I-
0: Flyers goals against is just a pie symbol. Just the yeah, infinity I mean, never it, it, ends. I do. I think those
2: stats, if I were building a team, are reasonable. Like I would, it would be a part of my portfolio, but but it would be the whole thing. You know, it's a piece. It's it's something.
0: Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> Need to shove those 20-year-old analytic nerds in the fucking mailbox, Jesus. Why the mailbox. <laughs> That's what got me. I was like, "Oh shit. I somebody's ass or something in <laughs> the mailbox." Oh man, let's uh, let's curve this a little bit here because I could go on and on about these analytic guys. It's it's really misplaced rage. It's not their fault the flyers stink, but they've proved the flyers have proved analytics wrong. They've pr- the,
1: the flyers are you know just cuz analytics just, are a joke man they are they a come joke. they come into play at, at certain times certain times analytics are are good quality to, to look at right but when you're building a hockey team analytics is only going to get you in trouble just like the money ball team yeah you can run out all the analytics you want in the world but guess what you're not going to do you're not, gonna yeah. you're not going to win the championship you're not going to
0: yeah, because you see, if you see on the analytic thing, oh, this guy's course he's high, he likes to get pucks towards the net. Well, I'll just take away time and space. I'll body him up. He's not gonna be shooting shit. That's how you cancel that out. Um, well, real it's quick, funny you
2: brought up Moneyball. <laughs> I never did you guys see Moneyball two or three? Great. Where movement. they did the same exact thing they did in one? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Me neither, because they didn't make those movies, they didn't do that.
0: <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I was like, shit, I got something to watch later. Guess not. <laughs> Uh, let's get to this point real quick before we get too far away from it. From uh, Anthony Mayo here, only three more weeks of this, and then it's over. Thank God. On a serious note, what would you have to give up to get Seth Jones? So, NS <laughs> would a first Patrick and Morgan Frost get him here, or do you think no? Uh, you need to give up more. Yeah, go ahead. You're gonna man. have Take to give up well. more. You're gonna have you to you give have up more than more, that. Yeah.
1: You're gonna you're gonna have to give up a first Patrick Frost Kinekny and Zamula. In order for them to even consider sending um, Seth Jones here, um, that that being said, isn't Seth Jones's contract getting ready to expire as well? I think
2: it's are net- you, after next year. I think.
1: Yeah. Are you really willing to give up five pieces for a guy who may go? I'm not signing back in Philly. I don't know. I mean, if
2: I did it, it would he, he would sign a deal based on the trade, which has been done before. Because like, you're right, I'm not doing that and hoping I can sign him. Um, they, yeah, it would have to be part of, part of the trade talks if the Columbus even wants to trade with Philly. We're in the same division, like you know, they after the COVID's over, we're going back. You know, so I, I don't know uh, what I, I would take Seth Jones in the heartbeat. But the, if I'm Columbus, I'm looking at some of our best players, like without uh cap. You know, like, I'm like, I know the Flyers wouldn't do this, but I'm like, yeah, I want Joel (laughs) Farabee. Like, I want, I want Proveroff or something like that. Like, and we'll, we'll whittle them down. But the idea that we're getting away with some guys that kind of we're trying to look into get rid of, that we're okay getting rid of and we'll throw a first round pick in there. uh, it just doesn't happen that way. You know, it's like you got to look at it from their view, and they're going to be like, we need to get an absolute haul for this guy. Our city, our team might be the Hartford Whalers if we don't do this right, because they're going to be in a lot of trouble if they lose Seth Jones for junk.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm not exactly sure of Columbus's roster. I'm sure I could look it up real quick here, but I would assume they would be looking for a replacement for Jones. And Jack, you mentioned maybe they'd start with ProRov and work their way down. I would. If I was the GM, if I was Chuck Fletcher, I would be comfortable including Phil Myers in that trade, even though, you know, as myself, I like Phil Myers. I don't really want to trade him, but if it means getting a top pairing partner for Ivan Provorov,
1: which they uh, need.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'll include Phil Myers. Obviously you're going to have to put more into that package. You know, Phil Myers, uh, a top prospect and you know, a first round pick or two. I'm not sure but he's a guy that I would feel comfortable including in a trade, you know, cause he's going to be at best your second pairing defenseman. He's showing this year. Maybe he, you know, maybe we're seeing why he went undrafted. Can he fix these issues? Maybe. But with Seth Jones, as we all know, you know what you're getting. You're getting an undisputed top pairing guy to play with Ivan Provorov,
1: uh, And so would fix answer- your power play.
0: Yeah. To answer, uh, answer Anthony's question. Uh, you have to add, uh, and, a lot. And I, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> a lot.
2: It needs a, a significantly good player that none of us want to part with. Really, yeah. that needs to be in the deal.
0: Uh, I think right now Morgan Frost and Nolan Patrick have a, a very little to no trade value. I mean, honestly,
2: Myers lost value too at this yeah. point. Like, and it's tough. It's like, what player has that yeah, kind but, of value?
1: But on the bright side, with Myers, um, which you don't have with Patrick and Frost is Myers does have one solid – last year was a solid year for Myers. He was headed in the right direction. And you can sell it as this year the whole team is trash. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be like – what I'm saying is I just feel like teams wouldn't take as much stock in this season's Phil Myers as we are because we watch him every night.
2: And I don't disagree with that. They're not going to throw out last year either. But at the same time, we look at Myers when he was having a good year, he was a top four D, you know? So if I'm Columbus, I want more than just a top four D on top of that. He had a very bad season this year. So now I'm I'm like, well, is he really top four D maybe? Or is he a, is he a second pairing that needs a better defenseman defensive partner with him? I don't really know. Now before I was like, Oh, I could get away with this. Now I'm not so sure. Now, if you sent me a package of Frost, Patrick, Myers, and a first-round pick, (laughs) unless I am 100% certain Seth Jones is hitting the free agent market, I don't know. I might look elsewhere before I pull that trigger. And that could be a problem, too. Who wouldn't want Seth Jones? Now you're in a bidding war.
1: And you got other teams that may have the ability to fill the bill a little more than we're willing to part. Because, honestly, when I see that right off the bat, Seth Jones, I see a guy like Konechny. And Zamula and Myers and Patrick, like or and Frost, and a first. Like I mean, you I, are I, you are giving up a haul and a half for a number bona fide number one NHL defenseman. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're giving up a lot. And it, it might even if they really wanted to, and they don't want a bunch of pieces and they focused in on somebody, they might say, We're not moving the needle with you guys unless this guy's in traded involved in the deal.
1: The easiest, yeah, the easiest way, the easiest way to look at it for me is put yourself in the Flyers GM shoes and ask yourself honestly, what would you want back for Ivan Provorov, who doesn't nearly have the resume that Jones does?
0: You know, no, I think I, first I, and you foremost you're looking all. for a replacement on D, some or at least somebody that can eventually grow into his role, which I, you know, I would assume. Assuming that teams look at Phil Myers or you know, I don't think the Flyers want to trade Sandheim That's why I didn't you know include him in there I would say Phil Myers is that piece that you would you know include in a deal for include in a deal Not just trade straight up for Seth Jones But uh, he's a guy that I, if I was Columbus. I'm asking the Flyers. I'm not doing any sort of deal Unless this guy's included and you're gonna have to add a lot more on top of that and you know, remember the fact that these teams are in the same division, you would think, again, next year. So, you know, do they want to play Seth Jones four times a year, whatever they're going to be playing? Probably not.
1: I sure hope not, Christopher. I sure hope not.
0: No,
2: there's no – no, it kind of defeats the purpose. They're looking for somebody to play with Proveroff. They're not going to move him out, bring somebody else in, even if that player is better than him. But they want somebody to play with Proveroff. Could you imagine if Chuck's just like,
0: ah, I can't find this guy a fucking part? Let me just get rid of just, his ass. It would just be moving. the it'd be like musical chairs. It would be the
1: Carter Richards yeah. deal. Yeah. We it would it all would, be heartbroken. It'd be yeah. easier if
0: I just get rid of this guy.
2: Well, uh, it, no, it would just be moving the chairs around really. Like, you know, yeah, maybe the guy we bring in is better, but like, you still have a lot of holes. Like we got to fill the holes, not make a new hole yeah. and fill another.
0: So uh, somebody mentioned TK earlier, Kyle, I think it was you. Here's a question for you guys. Guys scored an elite rate per sixty, but in a whole season, get twenty four goals. Who am I talking about?
2: Jake Vorchek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is the one and only Travis Konechny. Uh, yeah, another analytical thing. Oh, that's you, that's you, been a. Th- you used this before? No, that's is that been a thing. Why you knew
2: that, Jimmy? What well, you knew the answer to that? Is that your uh, your guess?
0: No, that's Travis Konechny. That's his. Season uh, average for goals the last three years, twenty four goals. Hasn't Not scored better. over twenty four goals, but he's an elite top winger. Apparently, that's why everybody hates him.
1: But yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's always everybody. It's always everybody well,
0: hates him. poor See, guy. I think that's the misconception there because yeah, I, I always say I like Travis Konechny, but people talk about him like he's Alex Ovechkin. The guy's never oh. scored over twenty four goals in a season. You I don't think a lot know. of the
2: haters talk about him like he's Ovechkin. Like, what he sucks. He just needs to be doing more. Like, I, I really think when he signed that deal and had that breakout season, it's one of the worst things on the fan side that happened for him. Like now you- they expect this elite, you know, production. And I don't think he's there yet. He's still a young guy. Like, I don't I don't see that. And he's a he's a um he's a piece that goes on a line that makes that a complimentary piece. That he's a complimentary exactly to an, to a stud and we don't have the stud. So he's exactly. kind of in space and he'll, he'll chip in every now and then, but ultimately he doesn't bring a whole lot else. Exactly. And you know, the face making is fun, but like, is he really gonna drop the gloves? The guy like, no. So, you know, I don't hate his deal Would I move him. Yeah. I would absolutely move him if the trade was good for the flyers, but I don't hate him either. Like a lot of people are very quick to hate him. I'm not there.
0: Everything you just hate, said is perfectly
1: fine. Go ahead, Kyle, I, I don't hate Konechny, but I feel like at this point, is he going to be what we want or need him to be? Like, is there a definitive case for either or? or? Like, if you guys had to lean one way or the other, would you go, okay, Konechny can repeat his contract season?
2: I think uh, he can. He? Get like, 28 goals? I think so. 24. Yeah, he's
0: good. never scored over 24
2: oh, goals. He didn't get hurt? I can't remember. It was late. yeah, it was at it was 66 40, points, right? I
0: believe. Yeah, 24 goals, 66 points. Oh, yeah. And in a shortened short season. Scored. So he would have yeah. scored more than 24. I think we projected it. And
2: it was around 30, 28, something like that. Absolutely. I mean, guys get hot and they can go off, and, you know, but I think it's up to Fletcher if he realizes, if he decides he's going to keep connecting, he needs to get players in here who can play with him. Like that, you got to understand the pieces you have. You know, you can't just add a bunch of the same player and hope it works out because that's just not how it works. And that's where I agree with you guys. Like, they need guys who can, you know, throw the body around, win the board battles, and get guys like Connect to Puck in a premium position to shoot and score. Ovechkin's great. He also shoots from a very wide open spot a lot. Like, that does wonders. He doesn't move. Yeah, Yeah, he He just stands in and everybody knows he doesn't move, everybody knows it, you know. But even at five on five, he Ovechkin has a way of finding himself wide open. Guys like Vorchak not only that, not Not only that, but get him the
1: puck. Not only that, but Ovechkin has the work ethic on five on five of a horse. Yeah, dude. He also plays
2: with one of the like he plays one of the best centers in league for the for the time he's played. A backstroke's been his center for years, like 10 years. Like it's insane. Like it's a very good center. Like they have a lot of talent with the capitals they are always adding, you know, like the flyers, like for Christ's sake, we have Michael Raffle on our top line for a couple of years. Oh, I mean, we, I mean, we, we, we really haven't had studs. We don't have a veteran. Obviously it's I'm, I'm name dropping a generational player Uh, as much as we love drew. He's not, he's a borderline hall of famer. I think we're,
1: are we all in the same boat here of uh, getting rid of our first round pick in this year's draft? Cause Absolutely. it'll be a half decent pick. It'll be worth something to somebody. I don't know who. I, I certainly hope Seattle covets it. <laughs> yeah. I, I or whoever
2: it. we're trading, honestly, cause I think we need to, where if Get you're now it. you're trading your first round pick, you know, guys are trading their first round picks this year for a, sh- a rental, for a shot at the playoffs. If we're doing it to rebuild our team and remold our team, with all the prospects we have, then we absolutely need to, especially in a draft like this where there's so much uncertainty.
1: I don't think the teams that have traded first round picks are going for the playoffs as much as they're going for the cup.
2: Playoffs, cups was difference. <laughs> I'm just going for the playoffs, but if we go too far, we're going to stop. Like no, same thing, same difference. Boston, yeah, Boston we're talking about
1: cup cup contenders. Is- no difference
2: i mean if you're they're going not trying to make the playoffs like the islanders they gave up for do i think they're a cup contender they've slipped off a bit like i i much li- li- like teams like toronto and C- colorado and vegas better than them but they're still going for it they gave up a first round pick so that's what i'm referring to if you're giving up a first round pick at the trade deadline you're, you're going for something we've seen the flyers like trade a first round pick for christopher steeg like Ugh. do you really think that's putting them over no but they did it because they're going for something you know so i th- hope that we can trade our pick in the offseason to a team that thinks that they can legitimately legitimately make some noise
1: <laughs> i just can i just can't wait for us to trade somebody um or a couple well i think we're going to trade more than one player obviously i thought the uh, mm. fletcher mm. presser was a little obvious or leaning fletcher. towards that <laughs> yeah don't say that five times fast <laughs> just a new but, phrase for me. fletcher <laughs> So, I know what's gonna happen though, is we're gonna get rid of a guy like Phil Myers, and he's gonna win the fucking Norris Trophy.
0: <laughs>
1: like I just know it, cause that's what the Flyers do. They I really like Phil Myers. I know they groom these kids, and then they get rid of them, and then they go on the win cups and and Nor- Norris trophies and con smites. <laughs> they get yeah. nicknames like Mister Game Seven. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny though? If we don't trade them, I feel like the result here in Philly will if stay the same. They will just ruin their careers. <laughs>
1: that, oh my god, this organization gives the losing adorism.
2: culture in this city right now for the Flyers. Like they just they just, and it's the core. Like the core is what means most to me. If they somehow ran it back and they still had Connect me and they still had. Myers and Sandheim, but they got rid of like Ghost and, and Vorchek. I would be okay with that at a very small level. I would be like, okay, but there are certain pieces. I mean, Ghost isn't bad for the locker room. It's more of a financial thing. But like Vorchek, like if they moved on and, cause that's like a lot of almost $20 million. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. Four, eight. That's like $13 million. I'm assuming they move other guys. Um, that's a lot of money to like add a defenseman or do whatever you got to do with, and then maybe things turn around and these guys start to come back into what we saw last year. I'm okay with that, you know. I I could get behind that, but they got to change. They got to shake up this core, and it can't be a small piece. It needs to be. Do you a big think
1: piece. again? I know. I know we've brought it up multiple times. The Calgary especially needs a core shake up as much as the Flyers need a core shake up. I think what was it? They went through five coaches in the last six years. That doesn't oh, yeah. sound like a that doesn't sound like a coaching problem anymore. Again, same deal with the Flyers. Sounds like a core issue.
0: Don't they have do a Sutter up there now? Sorry, I didn't mean. Yeah, to cut you off. yeah, the goofiest looking person I've ever seen, and he
2: wins. He got two cups. He wins yeah. cups.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> they can't. I don't, I don't, I do think you he's
1: guys Can you guys see? some core pieces mood for some other core pieces or do you guys right. want to see a complete like gutting of the core and restarting fresh? Like, do you know what I'm saying? I
2: mm-hmm. thought they were going to reshuffle, not retool or, uh, rebuild. I thought they were going to just, I honestly thought Taylor hall was going to go to Calgary. I thought he loved that. I thought they were going to make room for him. They couldn't do it this off season. So he's going to bide his time in Buffalo and get paid and go somewhere else. But sounds like he's going to resign at Boston. So now I'm not sure unless they can trade with a team like the flyers and swap some core players out. If the money works, I don't know what else they do. They seem to really want, they already traded Bennett. They seem to really want to move on from Monaghan and, uh, Goudreau. I do believe they have the same GM there. In his first year, he drafted Bennett. So if he trades Bennett, it's kind of like an admission of failure. But certain guys have pride and don't want to do that. Other GMs are like, yeah, it's we need to move on if we're going to have a chance to win. So I don't know what what that is in Calgary right now. So we'll have to see. Is there a deal to be made between us and them? <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about the closest thing to a hockey trade, a big one at that it would be between the Calgary Flames and the Flyers and but we've been talking about it for like 4 years and nothing has has happened
0: so i don't i don't know yeah i don't know if i don't want to see that as much as other people want to see it I, to me it's just um you hate them you hate them it's all. just
1: it's like <laughs> i hate you know, hockey my name's jim <laughs>
0: That to me, that just feels like a change just for the hell of a change. You know, it's like, well, I, mean, well, I
1: wouldn't go that. I wouldn't go that far though. I mean, some players do just need to change the scenery. We've seen it happen hundreds of times in the NHL. Have we not? It just happened with Taylor Hall. Couldn't produce worth of shit in Buffalo, goes to Boston and can produce now. He's got just as many points now with the Boston Bruins in five games that he had with Buffalo the entire season.
2: I mean that's sure. a really good point. It's true. He and he really did have like no points in Buffalo. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He
1: the Boston just, scores in his first game. You know, yeah. And he if we're if we're talking if we're talking about a core for core move, I think Calgary obviously makes the most sense. I have no idea if there was ever even a phone call to Calgary. I'm sure there was. Maybe something got set up for the off season. Maybe yeah, it's going to be. Question.
0: Go ahead, Jim. Nah, I mean. For me the most you know desirable player from Calgary that I'd want would be Monahan you know you guys know I me want too. To, I don't want anything to do with Care so love that Monahan. let's say you know they are working out a trade for Monahan who's going the other way I don't Just care
1: you
0: no know, well, I mean like <laughs> I don't you care know, it's,
1: it's you
0: all right but so then where's Monahan going to play is going to be a 3C or a 2C I think no no it there's it's probably if that were the case We've
2: seen deals in the past be suggested. I mean, Goudreau's always involved in them, but I can't see JVR, or Jake going the other way financially, only financially speaking. So it, it would be like Konechny, uh, they're going to want a defenseman, especially if we're getting G- Goudreau as well. So Sandheimer, Myers would probably be also going the other way. Um, and then like at that point, maybe Patrick, I mean, I could see it happening if they want to get rid of him, as much as we've been led to believe they do, then absolutely Patrick's in that deal. And then you, you got your centers right there. Lawton could play wing or center. I rather, I think at this point, I'd rather see some of the young kids play some, uh, some center, especially I'd like,
1: I think Jim, like you said, the third line center, but I think it would be a battle in camp who gets the second line center spot between him and Kevin Hayes, Kevin Hayes, meh. I, I, I wouldn't mind that
2: they signed Kevin Hayes, and they thought that Patrick would eventually be the second line center. So they're prepared for Kevin Hayes to be a third line center anyway. So
1: Monahan, seven million dollars. That's yeah, saying, I mean. It's though. a free agent
2: deal, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. Hey, hey they, let's be real. Like, did you not want Patrick to take that step? I mean, then you have re- three really good centers. I mean, look at the the Islanders. They have four of them. and they, pretty damn good. So I mean, financially doesn't. It's not perfect, but like, would I hope that Monahan would beat him out? Even if he doesn't do it out of camp and just overtakes him during the season, at least there's legitimate pressure on Hayes. What kind of pressure does Hayes have now? That's why he's so no lackadaisical. Like, he's like, ah, who's pushing me? Noel Patrick? That's fucking hysterical. Like, you know, like he's he's doing whatever he wants and there's no actual challenge.
1: Naughty, naughty.
0: Oh, I <laughs> said the
1: <bad>
0: <laughs> word. <laughs> I said Patrick. <laughs> will uh, Real quick for the listeners here, we have a little a game that we're playing here at High and Wide, and I, you know, I really, won. really the reward is for the listeners. If Ooh. we were just gonna do it for Kyle, but apparently we sh- maybe we should do it as a show. If <laughs> <laughs> I, that been Kyle, good. I, I know,
1: said that. I haven't said that. I haven't said that dirty, dirty word in two shows now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your streak. I hope you're keeping count over there. The the and, the no f word streak. So you gotta remind to, me at the beginning of the show. This isn't fair. We're trying <laughs> to keep our f words down, and if we go to under five fucks a show, that's what's that two. We're oh, that's gonna give wow. the three. Way, That's, that's three. three. you
1: read the yeah. You read the comment earlier. <laughs> okay,
0: you said it first.
1: If that's we're, under I thought it was five, okay.
0: If we're under five F-words a show, we'll <laughs> give away a T-shirt to to uh, a lucky live listener slash viewer. That's our, our new little contest. And right now we're at three. So, you know, hopefully we're able to give away we had a T-shirt.
2: Down, we have T-shirt fucks given. <laughs> There's <That's> four. <laughs>
0: God Dang it. <laughs> yeah, eight, 52 and a half minutes. Got to make it interesting. Kyle's changing his whole vocab. Just said, God dang it.
1: Yep, I'm not cursing no, anymore.
2: Man. I love strictly... it. Can we make it? We're at towards the end of the show. Can we make it? We have one left.
0: We're at four. Don't do it, Kyle. I'm right not... <laughs> we weird. Don't I'm an are.
1: angel. <laughs> I turned a new leaf.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, shunt the front door. Let's uh oh. let's <laughs> yeah. Ooh. so we're kind of coming towards uh The end of the show, we have about 10 10 or so minutes left here. Um, I was working on a little bit of a a topic last night. I was bored, couldn't sleep. So I'm going to start some power rankings up here. I have 10 teams. I want to hear what you guys think here. I tried to be a little bit objective. Um, We'll start – let's start with number one, okay? And the best team, most exciting team in the National Hockey League – right now and all year long, in my opinion,
1: they have Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry, <right>? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wish, right? I mean, had... It's exciting for every other team to play. Us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. going to count for something.
0: Yo, real quick, little tangent. Have you seen all this BS on uh, like Twitter and whatnot about like four uh, Rangers players being in the top five in scoring within the last month? And I'm like, hello, they played the Philadelphia Flyers like three times in that span. Yeah, like, it's so- like, Zabanajads at the top, Panarin's at the top. They uh, were only
1: averaging nine goals a game against us. I know, dude. It's like,
0: <laughs> okay, like hold your guns a little bit here. They they scored 15 goals against the Flyers in two games. No, more than that, I think. <laughs> 17 goals in two games. Like, Jesus. Yeah, so I, I think that's a joke. Uh, but, yeah, the team that I'm talking about here is Colorado Avalanche. They have guys like Miko Ran, and who's an outstanding player in his own right, Uh, A great captain in game, uh, Gabe Landis Cog, and obviously uh, one of the best players in the NHL, Nathan McKinnon. And, you know, they have incredible depth. They have guys like Kale McCarr, but guys like Sam Girard and Devin Taves, uh, an offseason acquisition, can also carry the load on D. And they're playing outstanding hockey, 39-4. They're my number one pick for the top of our first ever power rankings. Do you guys think about that? Do you object? you agree? I'm just curious to hear your thoughts.
1: Wait, who?
0: Colorado <laughs> Avalanche.
2: <laughs> well, they um, are number one in
0: points, so it's hard to argue.
2: <laughs> yeah. What's funny is we did our rankings earlier, and I actually had Vegas above them in our okay. division, and they are literally tied at the top of the league, those two teams. The only reason Colorado's ahead is they played one last game, so I think yeah. we were on to something. You know what? Um, go ahead.
1: What's odd is I haven't heard anything about Vegas this year. I know they're having another solid season, a very good season, but I feel like they're not being forced down your throat as much as they were the first two seasons they played in the league. That's true. Good point.
2: Maybe hopefully that's dying out when we can stop they're hearing die diehard now,
1: right? fans. Thank God.
2: Um you yeah, know yeah, all, those, fans. all
1: those lifelong <laughs> yeah, Vegas those, fans. Those,
2: <laughs> they really went through some <laughs> heartache. That's probably why there's not enough of them out there to force it down your throat. They lost it. Yeah. Um, you know who I would like number two on that list, Jim, and you can tell me who it is. And it's not Vegas for me. Go ahead. I have been thoroughly impressed with. The I know who you're going to say. I love it. And, yeah, dude, you know, I, have I a number two. You, do you really? I mean, that's my number two. Like I agree, 110 yep. fold. Like it's just. Can you imagine if they had a legitimate goalie on this team? I mean, yeah. I know that Mrazek has played solid. Metalkovic like, too. They're rookie. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like played they very, they very well. Up. And. It's something we didn't get to talk about, but we had talked about Moore as a coach and how he yeah. potentially—he's in my mind—he's either going to resign with the Hurricanes, but they are very, very cheap, and so he might go to Seattle because their old GM was the, uh, not Rutherford. I can't remember who it was. It's—he um, was the old GM of the Hurricanes, and I think Moore actually played under him, so it wouldn't surprise me if he gets screwed by the Hurricanes with finances because he's one of the—he's in the bottom three of coaches in the league. Bottom three, as good as he's been. So, Without you know, the buyers buyer. popped up in rumors. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. He's going. Ron Francis. Thank you, Christopher McCarthy. Ron mm-hmm. Francis. Yes. He is running the Seattle Kraken. Would not surprise me. Actually, I think it's it should be like over 50% chance that Seattle reaches out and says, listen, they're paying you nothing in Carolina and they don't like to pay anybody anything. Don Waddell was looking for an actual GM and they couldn't find anybody that they could hire for less than a million dollars. So he's like, I'll just be GM and mm-hmm. president for another year. That's how cheap they are. That's and insane. we also happen with Sebastian Aho and the offer sheet and all that. So I it would not surprise me if Brennamore does wind up in Seattle. But sorry about that tangent there. That's no, all right. Carolina has been a lot better. And it sucks because they're a metro team and they'll be back with us soon. And if well, they, was that if number
1: died, two? Yeah, What's that's that? two. Oh, well, obviously yeah. Vegas is number three coming in on a six-game winning streak right now. Oh, is it Jim?
0: They are. Fun fact, real quick: the Hurricanes are eight, three, and one against the Florida teams, against Tampa Bay and the and Panthers. Tampa, yeah. Pretty damn good. So wow. yeah, number three is Vegas, 31, 11 and 2. So Vegas was good even before Mark Stone. Max Pacioretty and Alex Pietrangelo—they have arguably the best goalie tandem in the NHL. And Mark uh, Andre Flurry and uh, Robin Leonard. Like, what's where's the weakness on this team? They're just a very good team. Uh, they have a great. Co- uh, I really like the coach Peter DeBoer. They're they're a very solid hockey team. What do you guys think
1: about number three?
2: I picked them yeah, in the division that has the top team on your power rankings list. So that tells you what I think of them. <laughs>
1: I yeah. picked them to win the cup at the beginning of the season. <laughs> there you <so>. go. <laughs> All
0: right. Before you so, tell us
2: the rest of your power rankings, can we guess? Just the next team.
0: Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's have fun. Toronto, yeah, the four. No, I have wow. uh, okay. Toronto a little bit further down. Hey, go ahead, Jen- or uh, Kyle.
1: You guess. I'm gonna go with the Boston Bruins. I coming in on a four them. game a four game win streak. Last ten games, seven, two, and one. For power rankings.
2: All right. If it's not if it's not the Bruins, I got two more teams. I'll
0: give you a hint. They oh, won a you Stanley get one Cup. pick. In What's the that? last four years, they won a Stanley Cup.
2: Well, those are both of my two choices I had were both of that. So I'll go with Tampa. Yes. Okay.
0: So they're the defending champs, and they're still extremely good. You know, it's it, they won the cup last year. Usually the year after you win the cup, it's kind of like, okay, let's hurry up and just get to the playoffs so we can do it again. They're 29-13-2. And Andre Vasilevsky's playing out of his mind. Uh, they added Savard at the deadline. They, I don't think they're as, you know, great as last year, but they're doing all this without Kucherov. Like, let's remember that. By they're design.
2: Funny. Let's be real. That's us right? by design. Yeah. yeah. So, you think –
0: you know, they're going to add a friggin' uh, basically what's a, a trade deadline acquisition better than Taylor p- Hall, right? When the play- like
2: one of the best players in the league in the, in the world. world, it's insane. So, <laughs> universe. It's, really, it's not
0: even We're gonna fair, add the what's
2: best player on the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're gonna add a better player than anybody on the team,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I have them number four, and the, they're without their best player, it's just insane. So, uh Number five, I'll give you a hint. It's a team in the Flyers division, Washington Capitals. Yes, uh, Peter La- Peter Laviolette has this team scoring <laughs> goals, man. Peter you know he's Lord known.
1: for yeah. <laughs> making crap up, man.
0: <laughs> he's known for for one thing, and that's offense. The Caps have that their score they've scored 163 goals this year good enough for tops in the NHL um and they are top of the Mass Mutual East Division as you guys may have heard on our full circle show now it gets a little bit interesting number now 6
2: it's out be
1: Toronto it's Toronto no
0: hater
2: <laughs> hater
1: See, don't tell me you went with like Minnesota
2: hold on it's not the islanders have been you went thinking. with Minnesota Tell me you went with you went Uh, Winnipeg because they're one of your early picks.
0: No, I have the Florida
1: Panthers at six. Okay, Uh, so
0: so I know Aaron Ekblad got hurt, right? Guess what their record is in the ten games since? You're not going to get it, so I'm just going to tell you. They're six
1: Six, three and one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got it. (laughs) You made a million dollars. No, yeah, they're six three and one. Since Eckblad went down with that gruesome knee injury, the Panthers haven't really missed a beat. 6-3-1. They're a very deep team offensively. Barkov, I feel like very underrated since he plays down in Florida where nobody gives a shit about hockey, unfortunately. And they're Unless you're in left. Tampa
1: Bay.
2: Nobody Unless cares. you're in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless yeah.
2: yeah, you're four miles this
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, interesting stuff there. Number six, Florida Panthers. Number seven, go okay, ahead. Do you want to take a guess? Take a stab? Toronto. Nah, nah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So at seven, I have the team that took out Toronto in the playoffs last year. I have the New Columbus, York Islanders. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the Islanders arguably have the best GM coach combo in the NHL. Uh, obviously, Sweet Lou won the GM award last year. And I believe Barry Trotz won the Jack Adams the year before? The year yeah, before. Correct. Last so, year with
2: Bruce Cassidy with his star-studded lineup. Yeah,
0: Yeah. So pretty good <laughs> GM-coach combo there. And then... You know they had a very solid defensive team last year. Decent goaltending with Simeon Varlamov. Now you bring Ilya Sorokin into the mix, who seemingly just never loses against the Flyers anymore. It's insane. Well, that's a
1: lot of teams. That's a
0: lot of company there. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: you could, you could probably
0: goalies and players that,
2: are, that yeah. share that list.
1: <laughs> you could probably uh, call Dave Ayers, that emergency backup that played for uh, Carolina, and, he, he, and he would he would probably have a shutout. <laughs>
0: Who you had on the sheriff, by the way, quick plug, quick plug. Make sure you guys check out that episode. Awesome stuff. All right. Now let's get to number eight. Jack, go ahead. The Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say number five. Yes. Toronto. So my little corp or whatever, I don't even know if that's a word. Toronto's fun, but I don't fully trust their goaltending. So I know what's-his-name up there was playing very well. Jack Campbell, I think that's yeah. his name was. He was playing well for a decent stretch there. Hey, they picked up David Riddich, too. That's true. And they have, what's-his-name, <laughs> Frederic well, waiting he, in the wings. I don't know. I don't know he's coming back. back. Yeah, so there's some question that's marks right. there.
2: It's a legitimate reason to drop them. I'll give you that. But they did pick up Nick Foligno.
0: They sure did. Yeah, maybe they get things together. Maybe it's just, you know, some teams kind of go through it a little bit after the trade deadline.
1: They picked up a defenseman too, didn't they? No, they
0: picked
2: up um, that other uh, guy from Columbus. Oh, gee, he's hurt right now, but he'll come back for
0: the playoffs. Oh, Nash. They did get a defenseman, I think, from a a West Coast team. I I think from maybe Anaheim, Kyle. I I I don't remember his name. Uh, Something Hutton. Ben Hutton. Ben Hutton, I think it was. No, not really. Still playing? Yeah. At nine. <laughs> still alive.
1: <laughs> they got Bernie Perron.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins, so I didn't think they were gonna uh, amount to what anything. Number? What number? Nine. Um, so it's Carter. Pittsburgh stars, unfortunately, they look revitalized and it's the usual suspect. I oh, mean, they look the like
1: superstars. Shocker. Yep. The superstars are still superstars.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crosby's doing Crosby things. Latang's putting up points. Malkin's found his game a little bit. He looked really disinterested in the bubble last year In the beginning of this year. I think things are coming around a little bit for him. Jake Gensel scoring goals. What else is new in Pittsburgh? And can fuck off. Shit! Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it. No t-shirt today.
2: <laughs> Jim beats Jack in the five-game series, three to two. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, not one. McCarthy a shirt. This guy's a plethora not of won. knowledge.
1: Damn Not it. one for multiple episodes. We got to keep score here. <laughs> Three. Uh, at least he didn't say it yeah. again. E- I haven't even said a curse word in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, we are in the Twilight Zone. Damn it. I'm really bummed out that I ruined that. Okay. I feel better. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> had a close call there. <laughs> All right. Let's go to number 10 here. The last one. We the have- Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, man, I wish, right? Philadelphia Flyers. So, I mean, even what I put for this team could apply for the Flyers. So, this team can score, but it just feels like something's missing. You want to take a stab? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. They can fly. Can score. Also.
1: Now I feel like you're just talking about Toronto.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, like – their team, like the name of their team, mean they can oh. actually fly, and they're not the oh, flyers. Jets. The Arizona
1: Cardinals. Yes.
0: Yes, it is the Winnipeg Jets at number ten to round out my top ten power rankings. Have not finished the rest. We'll attempt to make some progress tonight, maybe by our next show. But yeah, I feel like Connor Hellebuck's very, uh, very good goalie up there. That uh, Dubois trade worked out for them. I think that was a you know a no doubt win. You know, because Patrick Line. Eight. I'm sure. Are, are you guys surprised that Columbus didn't move Line at the deadline? By the way, I'm, I'm no. not 100 percent surprised, but what I am surprised about,
2: there was literally no rumors leading because yeah. I no don't. Call.
1: I don't think I don't think anybody anybody could even come close to matching the asking price for him at that point.
2: I mean, it seems silly. Do they really think they could re-sign him? Like he's destined to be a king, and maybe as a backup plan, a duck. Like, so move him,
0: move him for something.
2: Like, what the f- hell? Yeah. <laughs> I nah, what almost
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought that was a little odd that Line wasn't moved. So it's either like either Line is leaving in the offseason or Tortorella's gonna leave because those they're not oh they tort's is fired. Yeah, torts they can't is fired work tonight.
1: after this year. You yeah. he's he scratched my... he scratched Max Domi tonight.
0: Did he really? Yeah, that that was another offseason. season and you're was, not going
2: to fly before, but could you imagine? who the Flyers' head coach. We would we wouldn't have to trade anybody. We have the guys who would retire. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be good. We'd be that's like That's true. Parking. Actually, holy
0: crap! <laughs> we just be rebuilding the team from scratch. Maybe we should bring him in. That's a good. That's good thinking there on you, Jack.
1: Was yeah. he going to be an assistant, assistant, assistant coach? Man, yeah. we can finally let Terry go. <laughs> We've been
0: talking about it for years. We can finally let Terry go.
2: Bring in, uh. Tortorella, and just have them wreak havoc. We
1: got, we got a head coach and uh, two and other head, head coaches and uh, <laughs> another head coach.
2: <laughs> and all together we have nothing but a head case and a head basket and everything sucks.
0: Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Too many chefs, too little of a kitchen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we're at the end for this week. Too many raviolis, not enough meatballs.
0: Ah, come on, dude. I'm not Too many F words, not enough lives.
1: Not a, enough T-shirts. <laughs> not oh, not okay, enough T-shirts.
0: Go. That's what I should have said, And dude, I, I really did think that we were giving away a T-shirt tonight until I ruined
1: it." The
2: Indian one. That's like we're gonna cancel, Jim. Stop it.
0: What Indian? First, one? you <laughs> made the feminine <laughs> remark earlier.
1: Then you said
2: Chiefs, Chiefs, and Indians. Like, yeah.
1: Hi, how are you? Hi, how oh, are you? <laughs> Dots or feathers?
2: <laughs> that was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, about I haven't All
1: said right. a curse word yet.
0: <laughs> that was All the right. funniest thing I'd ever heard. That was Let's hysterical. sign off here. The Flyers don't play till Thursday. Uh, maybe that's a good thing. So, you know, we don't have to waste our nights watching these guys lose hockey
1: games. Uh, I
0: don't know. It's supposed to be nice out the next few days, guys. You know the weather? I don't know the weather.
1: Oh, I don't know. It's going be beautiful inside. tomorrow, 75 and sunny.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. So make sure you're listening to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spreaker, Spotify. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Subscribe. Check us out on YouTube, Twitch, uh, whatever we're on now, Facebook, Periscope. Get outside. Enjoy the way- – weather. oh, wait, guys. I did it again. Awesome. Second second week in a row. Why don't you promote your shows a little bit? We've had some good content coming out full circle and uh, – Full circle and obviously the sheriff. So why don't you guys talk about your shows a little bit? Full circle will be releasing later tomorrow,
2: I believe. Uh um, buddy. Right oh, it's out. out. Look at that. Early release. You have early release <laughs> access uh to full circle. Um we talked about the trade deadline acquisitions of the Mass Mutual East teams. Please check that out and what we think those teams are going to do. Cursing has been at a
0: minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you've had some awesome guests on The the Sheriff. Why don't you promote a couple of your, your episodes?
1: Yeah, so this week's an awesome week for the sheriff. We're actually doing a double release week. Make sure you guys check that out tomorrow. The episode with Ryan Phillips, a former hockey player, gotten a little bit of trouble (laughs) with the law. Um, Big time rebound in his life, uh, doing some amazing stuff right now. You guys got to check out that episode. And then Thursday, the Curtis Gabriel episode drops and you guys are not going to want to miss that episode. It is something else.
0: Yep, all the episodes over there on The Sheriff are great. Curtis great. Curtis Gabriel's a, a great dude. Looking forward to listening to that one. Uh yeah, that's gonna do it for our show here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Sorry we could not give out a t-shirt. Maybe next time we'll keep the F bombs oh. under five. The tally for tonight, Jim three. Nice job, Jim. Jack two, Kyle Zero wow a complete not a single, shutout for kyle warner. <laughs>
1: warner not a kyle single <laughs> curse word warner
0: <laughs> exceptional
2: i am very impressed and I'm very disappointed in myself but i did not <laughs> <get the cake. laughs> i want to thank christopher mccarthy he is an absolute plethora of knowledge i said it earlier look at this he even knows when full circle dropped. like i love it i love this guy
1: serial killers week like the oxygen that channel. was funny
2: too i didn't
0: see
1: that. I, don't understand. I don't know what the, i don't know what the joke is what is but it's it on the
2: oxygen channel
0: i don't know <laughs> all right so until next time get outside enjoy the weather and take your vitamins we'll be back next week